how did you get the top chef? How'd you get that opportunity? If I want something, then I refuse to accept anything other than that. Like I'm relentless is a really good word to describe me. And I only dream big. And that is something my parents instilled in all of us. Like we only dream big and the sky's the limit. Nothing can hold us back. Failing. 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 We talk about failure. Some battles you feel like you lost. And survival. Some battles you feel like you win. It's tough. I had to make some tough decisions. We've all faced failure, but what steps do we take to launch ourselves into success? I'm Sarah Brown. There is life. A blessing. Achieve your dream. And then what we do with it. And this is Failing Forward. I am thrilled to welcome Caitlin Steininer. Yay, I said it right, Caitlin. <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah, who is a restaurateur, which I love saying that word. She's the owner of CWC, which is a restaurant in Wyoming. She is also the owner of Cooking with Caitlin Catering. She has a, sh- a television, excuse me, television. Well, yeah, she's going to have a television show because she's going to be on Top Chef tomorrow night on Bravo. <laughs> she also is opening up a new restaurant. Tell us the name of that. Station Family and Barbecue. Love it. And where is that located? A mile away from CWC. Perfect. <laughs> and you have a radio show. Yeah. Yeah. Where's the, what's the radio show? So uh, our radio show is called Cooking with Caitlin. Wildly original. Um, It is on (laughs) 55KRCs on Sundays afternoons from three to four. And we have been doing it. I was uh, a month before I gave birth to my second son. So it was March of 2009 that we started it. Okay. Um, And it is equal parts, a Saturday Night Live skit, and then... Also, like a girl's bathroom, like just lots of giggling, <laughs> but all about food, you know. It's all about food. Yeah, yeah. I like the girl's bathroom thing. I mean, you That's know, it's cute. It's like we like dip our toe in being naughty, but then we're like, oh no, you know. <laughs> so <laughs> I love that you dip your toe. Yes. In. Let's dip our toes in here today. Can Great. we do that? I'm ready. Okay, cool. Yes. Okay. Well, first of all, I'm really dying mostly to ask, how did you get the top chef? How'd you get that role, that opportunity? Oh, yeah. Okay. Um. I just I feel like there's things I need to tell you about myself. Do it. Um, so I <laughs> if I want something, then I refuse to accept anything other than that. Like I'm relentless is a really good word to describe me. Um, I and I only dream big. And that is something my parents instilled in all of us. Like we only dream big and the sky's the limit. Nothing can hold us back. Always since you were little. Oh, yeah. Yeah, all yeah, of yeah. you. How many are there? There's three girls. All girls love that. Yeah, and we're all getting shit done. Is that okay? We're there. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, we're it. all getting shit done. Um, and yeah, so that is so I dream big and I'm relentless. And so uh Top Chef first came out when I was in culinary school and I loved it. And it was in the thick of like Food Network being a big deal and all these personalities, but it's the first show that is so chef driven. It is, it's the idols you dream about meeting, the the foods you dream about eating. It's the books that you are reading. These are all the people that are on the show. It's it's the best of the best. I did not know that. Oh yes. Okay. And it's the one show that all chefs respect. Okay. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. Like yes. it's not it's not a TV show. It is a legit chef show and right. um it, they don't take they don't this isn't like i'm not fluffing myself i'm just saying it like um but it is but they don't mess around like you have to be able to cook no, no. to be on the show yeah um 
So it's always been a dream of mine to be on the show. And I am one of those people that if I have a dream, I tell as many people as humanly humanly possible because not only does it hold me accountable, but I love that. it holds myself accountable. But then also I've accomplished enough of my dreams now that people believe that I'm going to get it done. So there's no ifs, ands, or buts if things are going to happen, you know? What was the first dream? Oh, I, to go to culinary school. Where'd you go? I went to Le Cordon Bleu in Chicago. Wow. So I decided, so more further backstory, um, I loved playing soccer. Soccer was my everything. So I'm the baby of an older family. My oldest sister is 10 years older than me, and then my other sister is seven years older than me. I was a fully planned child. Like, my parents <laughs> wanted me. It was yeah, great. Yeah. Um, but I loved soccer, and so I've always had a dream ahead because that's where my sisters were. So my oldest went to college when I was in third grade. So okay. I was the third grader who knew I wanted to go to DePaul to play soccer, to study political science, and be an ed- editorial cartoonist. Like, that's oh my how goodness. I was as a small child. I was exhausting as a small I mean, there's no <laughs> question about it. Um, and so, so soccer had always been a big part of my life, and my first game— when I went to Ursuline, I completely blew out my knee. I tore my ACL, my meniscus, everything completely gone. And they wouldn't operate on me because um, Your I was still growing. together. Yeah. Uh, I have the, I had the same issue. Yes. Yeah, except so, mine was in the sixth grade. Can oof. you imagine stopping sports and not yeah. being active in the sixth grade? Yeah, that was that. Good job. Yeah, I know. It was a good job, actually. Yeah. yeah so I, yeah. So, um. They wouldn't operate on me. So I tore my ACL in September. Um, We looked at different doctors, different surgeries, and I ended up having my hamstring move to the front of my leg. So it acts as a resistor, what the ACL does. But then I have a much less chance of arthritis or and I can't re-tear it. Like That's amazing. Yeah. And I I don't have have to wear. But the recovery was longer. Okay. So I was in physical therapy for a very long time for my knee and because I still wanted to go play, go back to playing sports. Um, so I went to physical therapy twice a week for almost a full year. And I used to bake and cook for the physical therapist to get out of my least favorite activities. <laughs> so I knew that one loved the my homemade sugar cookies with a homemade Oreo buttercream smashed in between. I knew one loved pizzellis and he had them with his coffee in the morning. And I, you know, like I, I, I always grew up food is love and it was the most important thing. Um, but I started, you know, like working it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so by the time it was, it was, I was finished with physical therapy, um, food and wine had just printed the art, the magazine, I remember, of the best chefs of the country. And the physical therapist handed it to me and he goes, you will never play soccer as well as you used to, but you need to be a chef. No. <clears throat> and it was like the clouds parted. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Yeah. And I had already started working in restaurants at that time just because that's who my parents knew and I wanted to. And and I've always had a really good hustle about myself, like really good work ethic. Um, So I was working in restaurants during my recovery because I I needed to be busy. And um, so I knew I loved it from that end. And then when he said it, I was like, game on. But my I have family in the restaurant industry and my parents were not a fan of it. Okay. They didn't want their daughter to be working nights and weekends and no life and and kitchens tend to have a sketchy crew, you know, they didn't want that for their daughter, you know. Right. And I refused to believe anything else. So I worked all four years at Ursline to convince my parents that 
I needed to go to culinary school. I printed every handbook of every school I wanted to go. I highlighted it. I knew every um, apprenticeship, externship that every school offered. I knew the cost to to living, to the school, everything, how the breakdown would be. Um, Yeah, I knew what I was going to major in, why I was going to go where. There was no question. No. So you won them over. Yeah, I warmed down. It was less winning, more wearing down. But yeah, so I, um, they were supportive of it. And my school, Ursuline, is very intense. Like, I'm so grateful that they push you as hard as they do. Yeah. But it was jarring to have somebody not go to a four-year college. Right. 99.3% of our graduating class went to a four-year college. So And then I jacked it up. David Falk, who oh, owns yeah. Boca, was yeah. in here in, on an episode two, and he talked about the very same thing. Oh, yeah. It was very unique for him to go to a culinary school and not to college. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. So they worked really I didn't have to take an ACT or SAT and for for my high school that was like what are you? You know what? Yeah. So they forced me to do it. Not I mean I was a, you know, it was right. just part of the curriculum at that, you know. Sure. So I did it and I did well and I still didn't want to go to college. There's not one part of me that wanted to go to college. So you come back, <laughs> you go to culinary school. You come back after you No, to- so there's more than that. <laughs> okay, so I graduate from high school in June. I moved to Chicago the first week in July. I don't know anyone. I have no friends. I have my own apartment in Lincoln Park. I get a job. My parents, like, everybody, like, texts me, you know, it gets me there. Um, school doesn't start until the end of August. So, um, so I find a job, I make friends, I learn the city, I just would ride the train, I would learn, I would memorize the grid, I wanted to know where I was going, so I felt confident in my steps, you know. Yeah. Um, but I was a peanut, like I was fearless and, and not, you know, just like I was ready, I was, you know. That's my favorite thing about Chicago, it was the first city I felt like I can conquer, the, you know. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, so for two months, I just, it, w- it was so fun. And then I started culinary school, and it was the first time I cared about school in my whole life. So my mom always talks about, she knows when I'm in a good mood or excited about something because I'll call her before and after, and I just talk incessantly. And she never experienced that in me because I had worked so hard to get out of school, <laughs> like yeah. faking sick and all of that good stuff. Um, So she knew how much I loved it, and I overachieved, and... I was in, so yeah, it was really great. So um, I met my husband the first week in September of culinary school. He was a drummer in a band that was touring, and the guitarist in his band was dating a girl in my culinary class. So um, they stayed in her apartment. So we met September. He met my parents in December. We found out we were pregnant in January. We were married by June. We had our first son in September. And I finished school in August. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. um, Quite a whirlwind. Yes, right. Yeah, that's why I couldn't, like, skip that big chunk. That was a big portion of it all. Yeah, so I was eight months pregnant doing my cooking, like, in the restaurant class and feeling him drop, you know, like when the baby's dropping and you feel the pressure. But I— Unbelievable. I love when people tell me no because it just fuels my fire even more. Like I, I riddle anyone to tell me no because just game on. It just, you know. So, um, so when you had boy or girl? I've had three boys and a little girl. Okay. So when you heard, when you had your first baby? Yeah. Boy. Yeah. Yeah. The youngest. The oldest. Oh, yes, excuse yeah. me. So were you like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to continue working or were you like? Um, 
So there was never any question of if I was going to continue to cook. There, that wasn't ever a question. Um, how it was going to play out right. was different. So I, when we told my parents, I am very tight with my parents, and I mean both my sisters. We are a very tight family. Um, so when we came to tell my parents that we were pregnant, I was we were driving down, and my mom guessed. She was like, "You're coming to tell us that you're pregnant." No, no. Yeah, no. and she said, "My mom is." the wisest woman like she is just she is everything she's our best friend she's our guidance she's our strength she's everything so um so Andrew and I had prepared the speech like okay I'm gonna drop out of school we're gonna move to Cincinnati we're gonna save money I can cook for you know like we had this whole plan that we were gonna present to him and we walk in and my parents said that's not how it's going to be you're gonna finish school you're gonna continue to do this you know we will help support this and then you, you can come home, you know, but you need to finish school. Love so, that. Yeah. So um, they made it all possible. So, um, yeah. So the only thing, so we are very thoughtful in regards to the words we use to describe my culinary education because I didn't graduate. The only God. thing I ever had to do was my externship. Yes. The night I found out I was pregnant with my son, I was offered a job in Italy to work in the Amalfi Coast. Um to do for my externship I had been taking Italian since I moved to Chicago yes and I chose to be a mom so I love that yeah so when they interviewed for top chef yeah was there a requirement that you needed to have that schooling no not at all okay it was I actually feel like most everybody went to culinary school but I um the thing that was really cool about top chef is we all were pretty much the same age and we've all lived a lot of life. So everybody was respectable. There was no person that you were like, you're the weak link. Like, right, you're, right. You know, right. so. Um, okay, we got to get into that. Yeah. Because we don't, we, we got to get into this. Okay, great. I I'm mean, ready. I, I got to know. Okay. So how, how did, first of all, how did you, how, were you like, I'm going to be on it? And this is oh, yeah. back well, to your I point mean, of I just kind of. Relentless. Yes, yes. Um, so I had always, like, this had always been a dream, you know. But one of the, for people who do, don't watch Top Chef, one of the most famous episodes is Restaurant Wars. And okay. you have to essentially create a concept, a menu, and run a restaurant for a night. Okay. And you have a team with you know it's the other contestants but you have to be able to expedite or run the front of the house or whatever your team needs you to be you need to be able to do it and because we started our business when I was 19 I had never worked in a restaurant in a fine dining restaurant or I've never expedited I've never worked the line previous to opening a restaurant oh my gosh so I have never tried out for a tv show I've never written a resume I have never nothing like that um and so I my so CWC had only been op- had almost been open a year, okay. and my sous chef Todd Duran, who is wonderful, he um, knew how much I wanted to do this. So the night that they launched the applications, he I woke up to like emails and emails of him like this is go 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 like it's time. So he I had never written a resume, so he gave me his resume, and I just put my information in it. You know, like yeah. I followed his template, and then yeah, so um. I, so it's actually a really tight time frame. Okay. I don't think I can get into all the details, but I can right. tell you the first part. So um, I sent in my resume. Okay. And I didn't hear anything back. And I'm so glad I built up how I am. 
if I was going to write a resume, if I was going to waste that time, someone was going to see it and I was going to get someone's attention. So I emailed the casting person twice a day, once in the morning, once at night until I got a pulse. Stop it. Yeah. And then I got a pulse. And then we so you the the first step is that they assign you to a major city, whatever's closest to you. And then you go and meet just to make sure. I'm sure it we weeds a lot of people out. Right. So fifteen thousand people try out for the show. Someone said that number. So it's not I mean My goodness, that's a lot. Yeah. So um so so yeah, I got a Skype the girl was like, You're not near a major city. Like it's not gonna be easy for you to get to one of the, she's like, I'll just do a Skype interview with you. And I do a lot of this. I set a goal. I'm going to accomplish it. And then it happens and I'm like, oh, shit. Like, I have to figure this out. So I got the Skype interview, but I could only do it during nap time at my house. So I did it during nap time in my closet. No. Closed door. Yeah, yeah. So that even if my small child woke up, she wouldn't interrupt. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So you did it in your closet. Yeah. You nailed it. Oh, yeah. Well, that's right, nice of you to right, say. Right. I left a lasting impression, if yeah, you will. Yeah, and I will. Yes. That's good. <laughs> so so you nailed it. And then what happens next? Like, can you talk There's about- multiple steps. You do have to cook for it. So it's legit. Okay. Um, One of my other favorite things is you have to, like, there's a meeting and they say, dress your personality. And I don't know. I mean, like, I'm lucky if I shower every other day. You know, like, right. I don't, how do you, like... <laughs> I have a small child on my hip at all points. Right. You know, it's not pretty. So, and I don't have like a classic persona, you know. I'm not a biker. I'm not a rebel. I don't, you know. Yeah, right. So I bought um, a pleated white like chiffon or I don't know, fabric, whatever. It was a beautiful skirt. Silk. Yes. Okay. Um, pleated. And I got velvet black high heels. I wore bright red lips. Yeah, I like the I red wore, lips. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Um, my mother feels very strong that we wear lipstick at all points. It's I as close that. to war paint as we'll ever get. So, um but how how did you just come up with that? Did oh, your you're... mom use that? Did your mom use <laughs> no, that line? No. Oh my god. No. I love that. That's how I One feel. of my best friends from college, Rory. Rory, this is oh, a shout out for you. She nice. is in the same camp as you. Oh yeah. She will never leave the house without a lip oh. gloss or a lipstick. Yeah. Okay. So war paint. Yeah, yes. keep going. Okay. But then I wore a t shirt that said Cincinnati invented hustle. And I walked in and I was like Did you make up that t shirt or is no, that it's a, at like t shirts? It's at Amish. It's Amish. All right. And Cincy OTR. Shirts guys were here. Oh, I love them. Josh right? Sneed. They're awesome. Oh, yeah. They're really great. Okay. They're like great human beings, too. Just Because so, we did um, Brouhaha years ago, and our grill broke in the middle of it. I mean, it just was a fuster clock, and they helped us to make it all work. Can we talk? Okay. We have so many things that I want to talk to you about. Okay. Um, but at one point, we have to talk about, because there, I'm sure with Top Chef, I'm sure with opening a new restaurant, I'm sure with raising four children, there are clusterfucks oh, yeah. that get thrown at you all the time. Yeah. And I want to talk about how you're resilient around that. So sideline that, but okay. we need to talk Put about that. Put a pin that in before. it. Okay. Put a pin in it. Okay. Where were we? Oh, I just wore a shirt, and it was yeah. as close to... Cincinnati... Everybody... Hustles. What is that? Uh, Cincinnati Invented Hustle. Love that. I mean, I know it's a Pete Rose reference, but I don't. Um, I didn't even know that, but great. Yeah, okay. he's Charlie Hustle. Okay. So, um, I um, everywhere I went, they were like, "Oh, you're cute from Ohio," you know, like, <laughs> "Mom, what do you do there?" You know. Yeah. 
Oh, do you milk cows? Right, I know. One person was like, what are you doing since 9? And I said, I eat chili. Like, what the fuck do you want me to say? I don't know. (laughs) And he was like, that's cool. I was like, oh, Jesus. It's going to be, you know. Um, So all of the the casting happens before they announce where it is. The, the location. location was. so, um, And the location's Kentucky. Right. Which is very close. Yes. So when I went to school in Chicago, they just called me I, a Cincinnatian. They were like, you're not really. You're just stop acting like you're anything but a Cincinnatian. So um, when it was announced, I was like, this is, it's serendipitous. It has yeah. to happen. So, yeah. So we I found out and then I got on, you know, and yeah. then it was. So, okay, how long will it be till we know who the winner is? March, I think, is when the finale is. Oh, my God. That's yeah. a long time. Yeah. You have to be quiet until March. <laughs> yeah. I've yeah. had to be quiet since. When was it filmed? I we I knew I was going to be on this show in, like, March or April. Um, and then when I they left start filming um, mid-May, right? Because you I was went gone to for eight Italy. Weeks. Yes, yeah. Right, air and quotes. I air quotes that right, right. because you told everybody that you were gone to Italy. You went. I just said yeah. you were gone to Italy. That yes, was not yes. correct grammar. <laughs> you went to Italy. Yeah, yeah, but you didn't. No, I. You don't. really went to Kentucky, right? What did you do with your kids? Wise. Like, so when I left for the show, we had to hire three people to take my spot in between work and life so we hired a pastry chef um a chef to expedite so i work the line at cwc so Mm -hmm. if you come to the restaurant i will be there and i will holler your order i will make your desserts i will assemble your everything i i i sleep well at night because i know i'm the last person to touch every dish so if you have a complaint i know like oh they were sitting at 38 and you know um but, yeah, so we had to hire someone to do that. And then we had to hire a nanny. We've never had a nanny. So can I ask you something financially? Yeah. Do they cover the cost for that? No. You have to cover it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. So um, what questions do you think I should ask you? In regards to? About the show that you oh, can that's talk funny. about. Okay. Let me think what I can tell you. I can't tell you anything. Here's the thing that I can tell Son you. Son of a gun. Okay, this is what I love about the show and that I feel the most honored to be about, okay. to be a part of the show. And I want some scoop. Like, give me some oh. scoop and stuff, too, okay? Come on. Let's let's, let's, There's, um, let's get real. I know. Okay, let me think okay. about this. Okay. okay, so the people on the show are phenomenal. And I still don't really think that I'm a part of it. Like, I, you know, like when you're like, surrounded by brilliant people you're like oh look at them go yeah but you don't yeah. associate yourself with, with it them. yeah but, or or one of them correct but they are, are the most brilliant people i've ever experienced like the caliber of chef is stupid amazing i mean they're just amazing and it was the thing with reality shows in general you're worried about how you're going to be cast you know what is my role going to be am i going to be yeah. you know the cute one from Cincinnati. oh you're very nice sure um and but um the thing is is everybody on the show kind of feels that way how am i going to be portrayed how what is what character will i be what will be my role you know right. but we the beauty of everybody on the show is everybody has worked hard to be where they are and everyone has experienced a lot of life so the things that you think will dictate your story are actually what make you become best friends really fast you know oh. we've all experienced loss we've all experienced who struggles. are some of your tighter friends can you say that oh yeah 
I just want to... Okay, there really were no dickheads. I promise you, no villains. I don't know how it'll be portrayed on TV. I mean, everybody... You kind of become a family quickly, and so everybody assumes the role. So, like, there's that uncle who says mean things. You you know, but... We text every day, all of us still. You do? Every article, every podcast, everything that we're put in, we all send to each other. Do you? Do you so do you have a bestie? I've got a couple besties from okay. the show. Okay. Yeah. The girls were all really tight. She's not going to tell me. No, you're good. Okay. Um, my children call Nini Aunt Nini, if that helps. Um, but everybody, like, Nini was, she, she was like, Actually, the very first day of filming, she said, you smile a lot. Will you sleep next to me? And so I did. <laughs> so that was it. That was my, she was. Nini. Yeah. Okay. Kelsey was my first friend because she's a mom. Yeah. And so, yeah. Okay. All right. Nini and Kelsey. I'm going to remember that when I watch it. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Let's, let's talk a little bit about like resiliency here. Oh, yeah. Um, and Cincy? Just in general with you. Okay. So. I, I forgot to mention this, Bart. You'll cut this out. These we only run about forty minutes on Wait, these. They're not like do? Mark Maron, really long ones. If you know Mark yeah. Maron, he's my stud. He's my <laughs> idol. But we run. We typically will go thirty minutes, and then I'll say, okay, like, is there anything we didn't talk about at the thirty-minute mark? Then we've got ten minutes to go over it. So yeah, I forgot to tell you that. Okay, great. But Whatever we're running good. On, we're really good on time. Okay. So, okay, what I'd really like to get into is talk about. As a chef, maybe it was you saw it and experienced it on top chef or in your past, but like you have to be resourceful. Oh, yeah. So, okay, so here's a couple things that are interesting to me, chef, and everybody that I was with. To be called a chef is one of the highest compliments you can ever. So, I never referred to myself as a chef until our restaurant had opened for six months. Okay. But I've been cooking professionally. For years. For, yeah, yeah. For like, ugh. yeah, a long time now. Um, But I've always referred to myself as a cook because it's a respect thing. You know, you want to pay your dues. And so I still, for people to call me chef, I don't answer. I, I'm, it's just not, I'm not used to it, you know. And um, so... I love that when you hear people in the kitchen and they'll be like, yes, chef. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a little boner. It gives you a little boner, you know, because you're just. <laughs> but no one, if I, if the boys, the boys that work, I call them my boys, the two chefs that work with me. Yeah. Um, if they want to cause trouble with me, they'll start, they'll say, yes, yeah, chef. Stop But it. like when I expedite, I'll be like, can I please have this? I need this. Thank you. Like, I'm like. You're kind. Yeah. So for that, they just, they, they know that. It doesn't cause trouble. They just know I'm like, ugh, that feels so weird. Right, 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 right. We're not there. Yeah. Um, But um, let me think. What was the question? Oh, so we were talking about. Yes. Okay. Like resourceful and resilient. And like if you drop, they always show like on previews, you know, like, oh, they dropped such and such. And it ruined. Oh, that really happened. Yeah. Like what if, if you watched your peers in that? Yeah. What were the really good ones able to do? How did they get over that? Do you know what? The people that were really good were the best salespeople. Do you know what I'm saying? Like owning your mistakes but then fixing it on the fly. Or, you know, like, oh, I meant to do this. Or, you know. Yeah. I can't tell – I can't go into any details. But, you know, I think that that – But I want want more, like, behaviors because people listening – the reason why our listeners listen – 
is because it's how do I become more resilient? How oh, do yeah. I take failure and respond and move forward from it? So um, so my sister and I have been in business since I was 19. And the reason our business is called Cooking with Caitlin is solely because it was my sister's only way to make sure I was a part of the business. It is 0% my ego. Like, she did this all on her own. And we are the proud owners of 11 ways you spell Caitlin. Cookingwithcaitlin.com. Yeah. Um, And so our elevator speech for what Cooking with Caitlin is is that we were food marketers and content creators. So essentially... Um, our bread and butter was that brands would pay us to either promote different products through new school media. Um, we used to host a Twitter party that would average like 5 million impressions within two hours every Monday afternoon. And it got international. It was really fun. Um, and then we, I mean, we have a radio show and we're in the Enquirer every week. So just, but then brands would pay us to create recipes or write blogs for them. And it was all jobs that we could do in our PJs during nap times before our kids woke up, things like that. Yes. Um, so that, but um, the day we, I was approached, Molly was the, our original partner and she had twins. And so that, you know, she became a mom and then she had to focus on her family. So, um, but um, so Kelly, Molly and I, the first day that they approached me about starting a business, it was Mother's Day. It was my first Mother's Day. And um, I said, OK, if we're going to start a business, I only have two rules. We will never do the same menu twice and we will never own chafing dishes. And those are <laughs> that's it. So okay. for 12, well, chafing dishes is where good food goes to die. Yeah. So um, so we've never owned chafing dishes and we have. Uh, I, this is terrible. I don't even know what a chafing dish is. You know, is. like what when you, you go to a buffet, the things with like a little candle underneath. Thank you. That's a chafing dish. I don't dish. like those either. Yeah, exactly. Okay, right. um, so let me think. So we never owned chafing dishes and we've never done the same menu twice in 12 years of business. Um, Remarkable. Yeah. And. Obviously, we can't do that at the restaurant, but we every three months we scratch our menu completely. We gut it. We only keep our burger and our biscuits, and our biscuits, the jams change every every menu. So we scrap the beers, we scrap the wines, we scrap the cocktails, everything. We just start fresh every single three months, and it's like my way of staying inspired and all of that good stuff. Working with the seasons and. All of that. It's so. almost kind of like a little bit of a cleansing, isn't it? Oh, and then yeah. a rebirth when the when the when you have the new menu come out. So um, the reason, so with all of the events we were doing, the catering, we since we never did the same menu twice, we would take pictures at every event, and then I would go home and write the recipes, and then we started populating our website, um, and we had over six hundred original recipes. Within oh like God. seven or eight years of business. So do you think um, kind of starting from scratch, being inspired, those things are what helps you be more resilient? Well, um, so my sister and I have totally different personalities. We are our parents, but like a weird, you know, mix of it. Um, I look like my mom, but I operate like my father. Um, and Kelly acts like my dad. Well, she looks like, I don't know. She's like a good mix. Right. But Kelly is the front man. She is the showman. She she knows every person's name. She will get to know your family as soon as you walk in the door. She hugs you, make sure. She's the best at what she does. There's just no one better. And I'm so blessed that she's my sister and my business partner because she doesn't want to do what I do. And And I don't want to do do what she does. And we respect that. And we don't step on each other's toes, you know. Yeah. So even in the articles that are in the Enquirer, I write the recipes, she writes the content above it, and it's perfect, you know. 
Um, so I Kelly gets nervous, you know, and she thinks a lot and worries a lot. And I, it is my job, has been my job to make sure she is calm because when she is calm, then everything is fine. Yeah. So I never show fear or worry. If okay. ever, and that's are you been, feeling it? What do you mean? Do you oh, feel it? in my gut, I barf sometimes. I get headaches. I'm just a train wreck. And I like feel like I'm rain. Man- I write on myself incessantly so I don't forget things and I have lists. I did see the writing on your hand. Oh, just at yeah. all points I do. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, did you get barf? Did you barf when you um, were applying for Top Chef? I did get sick a few times. Yeah. But th- that's for me. That's like nerves. It's like it's all in nerve. a day. I know. Yeah. But um, you push through it. Right, totally. Um, and so I have learned resiliency and in managing my relationship with my sister and our business, you know. So there was once we did a catering job in northern Kentucky at a new like property development and it was so cold that there was no running water and I was pregnant, so I forgot my knives. I just like had pregnancy brain. Yeah. So we tore everything by hand and called it rustic and found mini water bottles in the depths of my sister's trunk. And that's how we, we served 50 people, nine courses of food oh. that night. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Um, so I l- kind of like that, that concept of because you're thinking about her, Yeah, it gets you out of your head, right? Yeah. you're like, how do extent. I keep it calm for her? Yeah. Right. It's I feel like as a mom, you learn this as a business person, you manage the personalities that are around you and you have to know triggers. And, you know, my children get hangry. So I always have something in my purse, you know, to just throw at them. So it's like just managing the situation so that everything is always even keel. So that is my job in the kitchen, in my business and at home. So I feel like you've you've had a couple obstacles. Pregnancy during yeah uh, uh, definitely a blessing yeah but a oh bit yeah of an no, obstacle, no 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 right and and now you're in kind of this second wave of growth with the new restaurant with oh, Top Chef tell me that's funny what's been the biggest learning that you've had in the last year um the biggest learning I've had this year has really humbled me just it's been over I mean it's been all sorts of ups and downs and you know. The um, I think Top Chef really humbled me just because I have never been um, braggadocious or have any sort of bravado about no, myself. No, you are not that person. No, but which is what you typically see from a chef. Oh yeah, but big I, ego. Right, you don't no, have a big ego. No, and I don't ever want to have a bit. That's just a waste of energy. Um, because there's always somebody better than you. You know why can't you learn from them? That's um, a goodie. Yeah. Um. But the whole time, I think it was humbling in regards that I got to be a part of it, that there were enough people that I wasn't related to, the directors and producers that put me on the show, that thought I was worthy of being there. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I really feel like the things that I am good at as a human being, I got to continue to do on the show. So um, I feel really grateful for that. So One of the things that I've recognized in speaking with a lot of people about failure and resiliency is that the people who can fail forward yes. are those who don't do a ton of comparisons oh, yeah. between others because that comparison or inequality, what happens, right. can it really can do a number on you. And mm-hmm. it sounds like that did not happen to you on the no. show. I love that. Yeah. 
It, that's, I mean, it that's could. a gift. Oh, that's nice of you. I mean, listen, I have definitely gone to down the rabbit hole of like social media and all of that good stuff. I've definitely blocked certain people just because they were so good at posting blogs every day and I was supposed to be doing and it just hurt my heart because I wasn't able to accomplish it. Yeah. Um but that I That was think good that, though. That's a good learning lesson that you recognize that and you were like, eh, I need to right. stop that negativity. Yeah. Um yeah, I just I don't have I feel like there's so much opportunity for success. That there's no reason to feel like you're in a competition with somebody. And I feel like Top Chef is a really great show because you're only in competition with yourself. The only way you can really get eliminated is if you jack up your dish. Yes, there's tons of times and rules and X, Y, Z. But if you can't execute a dish, then it's your own bad, you know? Yeah. So I like that. And so. I love that. Yeah. Any um, last minute words for our listeners or a great story oh god a great story I know. Uh, now that you're a restaurateur oh my god it does feel so good to say it that. does um i would say that i mean i love i really do love failing and i really do love being told no like um we have failed a lot and we have gone to these meetings and events and fed people that we were like this is it we are going like the clouds are parting. They're going to see how brilliant we are. And I'm lucky to have been raised with faith and believing in God and all of that stuff. And if things happened when I wanted them to happen, then I would never have any sort of longevity. And I'm so grateful that things are happening as they are happening because I can savor them and I get to do them. I have a 12 year old now who gets it and is proud and wears the Top Chef hat to school. And, you know, it. Oh. if this had happened any sooner, I wouldn't be able to enjoy it and and so many i have many more goals that i want to accomplish this is just the, the beginning. beginning yeah it really is i love that we we hear a lot about faith from our listeners yeah and um i think it's cool that we can talk about that in here and oh, yeah. people can feel comfortable and regardless of what faith or spirituality that you hold but it is a common thread oh yeah with almost Every single person who's been on this podcast. That's cool. Yeah. So, and I did not know that about you. Oh, yeah. So I was raised super Catholic. If you were going to live in my parents' house, you went to church every single Sunday. Yes. Um, my dad goes to church every single day now. Daily. He's overcompensating for he's the dirty jokes he's telling and things. He's not a— He's a daily master. Yes. So oh, is my mom. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh great. Yeah. Yeah. Did you <laughs> go to confession other. every month? We had to go to confession oh, every month. Oh, I, I mean, for the number of lies I've told about Top <laughs> Chef, I've gone three times. So, um, no, but so our— so we've had we have four kids. Our third son actually was a full term stillborn. And it was during that that I really relied on my faith um, and learned to appreciate the beauty of faith and surrendering. Like you're in control of so little, you know, I agree. and to to know you are in control of so little, but you have a work ethic and a passion and a gift. That is what you have to put into the world you know i can't i can't control when great things are going to happen or, and i can't control when bad things are going to happen but i can control getting up every morning and i can control loving my kids hard and yeah. you know like those things so and choosing to um not take no for an answer yeah i mean right. i pity the fool guy <laughs> and i actually had one of the other contestants i 
um, showed them pictures of the current state of the restaurant a couple days ago. And they were like, oof, I've opened five restaurants and I just don't think you're going to open on time. And I said, thank you. That is all I fucking need. Oh, my God. Right. And we're going to open on time. And you're going to open on time. Yeah. Cheers to you, my friend. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you for being on the show. Yeah, thank you. You're for remarkable. Me. <laughs> You're very thank nice. you. I want to thank everyone behind the scenes, Anna Bulky, our producer, and the incredible team at Gwyn Sound. If you liked this episode, please, please go to iTunes, subscribe, rate, and write a review. 